Help support our coverage with a free account on Privacy, the service that keeps you protected when shopping online. Get $5 to try it now by using promo code QZZ2J. Hey, um, Steve, uh, Steve offered to come in and talk for a few minutes. You want to bring Steve in? Hey, Steve, how are you? Long time no see, my friend. Good, Todd. It's been exactly 365 days. That's right. It has. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you're here because I I'm going to ask you about a, a, a dynamic this year for you you obviously are clued in you've got your clients coming in talking to right. us you're a pr guy that knows how to do things in the digital world but i'll be honest with you i've had uh the volume of announcements is way down i'd usually have three thousand emails in my inbox i think total i've had maybe 500. really yeah really I've, well uh, i think I think there are a couple of reasons for that. You know, first of all, we're, we're used to having 4,200 exhibitors at CES every year. This year we have like 1986. So you've got, mm. you've got less than half of the exhibitors that you would normally have at CES now playing in this digital arena. So you've got that. The other thing is you're right. You know, a lot of the PR folks, I don't think have, have really mastered the art of, uh, of how to promote in this environment and you know my, our, ourselves included i mean we really had to do a lot of advanced planning and research and you know figuring out how is the system going to work in order to be able to communicate our pitches you know to folks like you and some of the other media outlets that cover ces so there's it's been a challenge on a number of fronts it's been it's been interesting it's been exciting and i also think that it's the start of what's going to be a new wave as we go into other future shows uh, when it's become when it becomes more of a hybrid, but it's definitely a, a a changing of the of the rules for sure. You know, it's it's nothing more exciting than being at the show and shake hands and make connections. But I'll be honest with you, this is a lot more cheaper and efficient. I, you know, I'm going to finish up my thing here in about 45 minutes, and I'm going to go back and work and do get a regular rest of the day done while the rest of my team kind of or rest of the, the Scott's team kind of swaps in and out here. Um, yeah. You know, we like being live, but the, you know, the work we have to do to really make that sure that all happens and people trying to go from South Hall to North Hall or wherever we may be, logistically, it's it's a lot of trouble. So I think as we move forward in future years, maybe we'll do a little bit of both. Maybe we'll have people that will come in in person and maybe we'll have people come in virtually because this is just effective. And I think what you should do or what the PR folks should do is make sure that your guests understand if you've got something you can show, you can show me, you know, have that ready to show so that we can you know, show that off on camera. You know, we're right now on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitch. The majority of people watching are on Twitch. Scott said they had about 2,300 people yesterday watch the live stream, and that's good numbers for us. I mean, we're not a CNET, we're not Gizmodo, but uh, for us, that's a good that's a good live stream number. Yeah, and I think you're going to see a, a little bit of both next year. I think what'll happen is there'll be a, there'll be definitely a, a forum for these sorts of presentations, probably right before CES, maybe even after CES. I think everybody's still going to kind of get caught up in the uh, uh, um, the on-site you know excitement. I think there's definitely going to be a need for facilitating interviews on-site, but 
you know, companies like yours or, you know, some of the others like Be Terrific or Into Tomorrow, you know, they may decide that they'd rather do it all vir virtually or do it as a hybrid. So, um, you know, that that kind of uh, uh, approach, it'll be interesting to see what shakes out. And we're not going to really know that probably until two or three months before CES 2022. Steve, just to give you a little idea too, something I set up here in my studio, I've got a studio next to me that has um, a demo room. And basically I got a table, got the camera set up so it can focus on the on the table. And then I've got a screen just like one of these sitting right here where you or your client could come in and we could actually, I could actually physically hold the product, twist it, turn it, turn it on, turn it off. And we could be with the company rep and be able to show that off live during the show and that's just as effective as bringing me whatever the latest gadget is or we could put up a, another screen and have a, you know something from the, a mobile phone or whatever it may be on to show things off so i think there's a lot of things that we can do from a you know from a digital standpoint to make it a real immersive experience for the folks that are watching right now yeah and and i think that'll take a little bit more advanced planning you know sure. it's, gonna be, it's gonna be a matter of you know how do we get those materials into your hands early enough for this? But right. yeah, it's, it's all part of the natural development, I really think. And, and we understand that's an added expense. And, you know, I, you know, we, we have always told uh, companies is if you, if you need the product back, just give me a shipping label to send it back. We'll send right. it back. Right. And, uh, you know, the more expensive product, obviously, sometimes you got to sign a waiver because, you know, you're getting a several thousand dollar product in your hand and they don't want you to keep it. So, you know, there's always that option. But. Steve, you've done a great job. Um, Kirk, will we still uh, have some time? Have we got anybody on uh, on deck or where are we no, at? We're still, uh, still no, no guests okay. on deck right now. Cool. So, Steve, what is, uh, what's the general consensus of they? your companies have probably had a pretty rough year, haven't they? Yeah, um, a lot of them have. Uh, most of the clients that we're representing, though, you know, uh, they are startups and and some of some of them have have. Uh, figured out ways to work during the pandemic. I will tell you that this year, largely because of the pandemic, our client count is a little bit lower. So, you know, finding companies that really want to be represented at CES, uh, you know, is more of a challenge to us from a business perspective. But, you know, certainly from a professional perspective, you know, we're thrilled to be working with the clients that, you know, with the companies that need our services. And, uh, you know, the other thing that's really kind of cool about CES is the fact that we get to uh, not collaborate, but we get to interact with our colleagues, with other PR firms representing other companies. Um, and, and, you know, to me, that that's, that's kind of a cool part of this business. I really enjoy that. I think too, one thing that I've always thought, and maybe you can do this for me is I think there could be training done to companies because a lot of these companies are startups. They've never presented uh, maybe they don't have their pitch down exactly. And, and, and I notice when someone comes in and they're having a little bit of trouble, I, you know, I've done enough of these types of interviews where we try to, you know, cradle them a little bit and help them along. Um, but I definitely think anyone that's starting a company and wants to do get exposure like this, you know, we're giving exposure away for free. And this is for right. us, it's, you know, it's the gift that keeps on giving. We, we interview all these great folks and then we have these, typically we generate, more connections with them over the time goes, but just a little bit of training with companies, I think would help them a lot in really coming in cost direct. Now this show, we're mostly reaching consumers. Yeah, we're, we're reaching people that are buying the product. Now there may be a few people that have an enterprise connection, but uh, 
you know, and maybe we need to do a better job as well of explaining exactly who we're reaching so that those guests know who to address as well. Right, right. And, and it's funny how CES has shifted a little bit. You know, it used to be called the Consumer Electronics Show where it really was all, you know, uh, a B2C. Where right. now, you know, with, with all the embedded technologies and all the SaaS, you know, um, you know, the SaaS products out there, it's really a combination of, of the two now. So differentiating the two, you know, um, it, it, it's a thing. And that's what, you know, that is what, what CES is all about now. All right. All right. Well, I, I think we do have another guest on deck. Steve, thanks for jumping in here and filling for a little bit. We appreciate it. Yeah, it was my pleasure. I figured it was a nice opportunity. Thanks so much. Yeah, Tom. absolutely. And, and Steve, by the way, before you go, where can a company reach you? Oh, um, my email address is swinter at about B as in boy, W as in white, F as in frog.com. Swinter at about BWF.com. And I appreciate, awesome. appreciate the plug opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. Yep, yep, thank you. You got it. TPN CES 2021 coverage is executive produced by Michelle Mendez. Technical directors are Kurt Corliss, Adam Barker, and Dave Mendez. Associate producers are Nancy Ertz and Terry Willingham. Hosts are Todd Cochran, Scott Ertz, Christopher Jordan, and Danielle Mendez. This has been a Tech Podcast Network production in association with Plug Kids Productions, copyright 2021.